Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, March 30th, and my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, I'm here, too. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast here at Reader Copy Podcast. Hope you guys are doing grand. Hope you guys are doing wonderful. I, uh, I'm doing wonderful. Yeah. I've been um, trying to learn how to cook better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you have. I've made a couple dishes, and I'd say they're almost good, but I made a dish today that I think I've reached good. You've reached good? Okay. <laughs> what what dishes have you attempted recently? And, you know. So, like, I've tried uh, a lot of Asian dishes, so... Um, Pad Thai was the first one like I really wanted to make. Yeah, you did make it. It resembled Pad Thai. Yeah. But I would say it wasn't there yet. I, I, I'm your taste tester. Yeah. You know, you, you give me a little uh, slice of the pie of your Pad Thai. Was it good? I can't say it was. But okay. It was, it was, it did resemble Pad Thai, yes. Uh, a lot of Thai food. So I tried um, Penang curry, which is like... I had like beef and vegetables in the curry sauce. Yeah, I think maybe you just had your like pieces chopped up, not the right size. I always think it's going to shrink when it cooks. Why? Because it, it does. <laughs> in your head. And I, I always like overdo it. I always think like, oh, this is not enough meat. I'm going to want more. Yeah. And then when I finally cook it, it's like, well, this is way too much. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you're eating like a steak. Each piece of meat is yeah. a steak. <laughs> I tried um, Pad CU. I think that was pretty good. I don't know if I tried that one. Okay, then I'll just say that was good. Then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you, sure, sure. Today I made um, sushi bake, which is like the ingredients of like a California roll, but you just bake it in like a casserole and then you scoop it out and put it on like slices of seaweed and then you eat it that way. Interesting. So it's like a little bit of the inside you put into a wrap type of thing. Right. But yeah. the outside is seaweed. Instead of like having it as rolls and then chopped up, but like you just put all the ingredients in a, in a tray and then bake that. How is it not sushi though? Because it's cooked? Because I mean, it's... I mean, there's cooked sushi. It is sushi. It's called sushi bake. Okay. Okay. But it's just like you eat it different. Yeah. It's just like... Um, you put it together yourself after it's cooked. I, I think it, this time around, it was pretty dang good. There was yes, you had, had you. some yeah, some yeah. taste in there. You got yep. the Japanese mayo in there. The yep. I could taste the sriracha. Yeah, that's maybe lighter in there. It's an imitation crab meat. Okay, all right, still good. Yeah, I, it's not perfect. I won't say it's perfect. <laughs> Michelin <laughs> I star was perfect. Michelin star sushi bake. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say it's the best thing I've made so far. And I, I want to make it better next time. I think I know what I'm going to change. Right when you were done making it, you had some of it. And you're like, okay, what can I change? What can I swap that's out? How you, that's how you get better. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say it was a mission accomplished on that one. It's a, yeah. is, this, is this the one thing you're going to make now? Are you going to say forget the pad tie? No, the pad I want to do better on those things. But this is the easiest thing. <laughs> it's just putting it together, put it in the oven? It was like, yeah, pretty much. Like you just shred up the... The crab meat. Right. And you throw it on top of rice with some other stuff, throw it in the oven, and then it's done. Let the uh, let the eater put it together for you. For real, yeah. I don't <laughs> even have to put it together for you. Okay. So um, it's definitely the thing you ate the most that I've made, right? Yes. I I, I could smell it. Like mm, yeah. I entered the apartment, I could smell it on the way in. Mm. And it's like, hmm, my nose is pulling me to the kitchen right now. <laughs> like I'm... Uh, that cartoon character from Looney Tunes or something. So I have a new career. I can be a, a chef. Specifically only make sushi bake. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very niche. I've got some other dishes that I like to make too. I recently made also Thai curry. And I got to say that one was a, a grand slam. That was, was okay. You, you tried some of it too. I ate it. And you loved it. it the meat pieces were not big enough. All right. <laughs> 
I like them like as big as a steak, like too big to put in your mouth. <laughs> meat pieces. Are you some some curry with your meat pieces? Is what you're saying? Uh, I think I'm gonna keep trying those other dishes, trying to perfect them. Or you got make to them be- better. Yeah. Um, mainly because I bought a bunch of the ingredients already, so I have to use. You it. have to use it up before they go bad. <laughs> yeah. There's a little clip of uh, Gordon Ramsay making pad yeah. thai for a Thai chef, right? Okay. That is, you know, a legit guy that yeah. makes food in Thailand, and he makes it, and he tries Gordon Ramsay's food, and he's like, "This is good. It's not pad thai." <laughs> yeah, I felt like that oh, eating really? your food. I was like, mm, "It's not, yeah, not how I make it." <laughs> Yeah, I need to. I need to get better. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let me ask you, brother. Do you uh? Do you like retail therapy? Do you like to buy stuff when you like? Yeah. Just feel like you need to. You just feel like sometimes I need to buy something, something new. If I'm like feeling down. Yeah. I just go to Home Goods. <laughs> home Goods. And pick up a couple of things I don't need, and then I feel better. Surf Amazon. And you're like, yep. oh, this is exactly what I needed mm-hmm. to lose some to lighten my pocket a little bit. What did you do? So I recently bought something. I I think it's the best installment for my bedroom so far. It's not. Oh, it's gosh. not my uh, TV I got on Black Friday. It's you, not. You called me over to check this out. I know what you're talking about. It's not my 38 inch monitor. It's not even my fancy standing desk that lifts up and down on its own. It's actually what's below that, uh, which is. I bought a hammock that goes under your desk. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. People see this online. It's like a little hammock you can put underneath your your desk when you're like it's the middle of the work day and you're like okay I need to take a break. You just lift your desk. So you really hang under your desk. And I can hang out under my desk and it's a tiny little hammock there. You look ridiculous. It's awesome. You look so ridiculous. It doesn't look comfortable. It is. I can't really. Your legs are like crossed in the hammock. They are. Yeah. It's pretty short. I think it was made for like longer desks yeah. and I got like the medium size one, mm-hmm. but I can fit in it. I can get in it. You look like a kangaroo or something. I mean, I'm already impressed that it could, it could carry me, right? I mean, just think about that already. I, maybe it'll break. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. I've had it for one day, but so far it's it's awesome. And any time in a dire need of a hammock, it's there. It's in your desk, which is in your room, which also has a bed. Yeah, but that's not hanging from anything. <laughs> You know, I just like to rearrange my room all the time. And that was like, this is the next big purchase. Tiny hammock underneath my desk. I mean, l- seriously, how much do you think you're going to use it? I just every once in a while. It's just it something cool like to have. It's hard to get into. It's not. No, I don't know. It looks like it's right under your desk. Like there's not enough space for you to like kind of crawl in between that to lay down on it. Um. Well, the thing is <laughs> I could I could pull it really down like close. My, my, my desk, it has buttons oh, where you can I just shift it. up and down, oh, right? Oh I could put my desk pretty low. Then you just lay on the ground. Get into it like I'm a tiny kangaroo. Oh my god! Press the button and it lifts me up. It's pretty great. Pretty. One day what, that what desk is going to be tip over. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It works for me. It's pretty great. Pretty great. I love I, it's best purchase so far. It wasn't even that expensive. I bet you're going to get like stuck one day. That's funny, really? Like you're going to get tangled or something and your legs are crossed and you can't get out of it. I like that. The only way to get out of it is that you have to fall out. Well, I mean, I'm not that high off the ground. I'm underneath the desk for crying out loud. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Uh, all right. <laughs> It doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't have to look comfortable. It, it looks like a fanny pack. Like, it's <laughs> like how big it is. It's actually the uh, description said it was portable because you can like pack it up into its own bag. Like it's yeah. a jacket or something. Yes. So, I mean, it, it is kind of so like a fanny pack. you take it to like other desks. 
anything, anything, pretty much anything I can uh, hook it onto, I could lighten it <laughs> if I wanted to. <laughs> now you think about it, it's pretty, pretty useful. Um, I, all right, I don't think it'll be comfortable for me. I don't think I'll even fit in it. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I, well, well, I'll try if, it. if you I'll want. Try it later. Well, you'll have to get your own. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, all right. Um, you can keep doing that. I, I won't do it. <laughs> it's just chillaxing in this tiny little thing. It's pretty awesome. All right. Why don't you go ahead and explain how the show works? <laughs> Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split our podcast into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And of course, Moon Knight, the TV show is coming out. So we're doing a Moon Knight comic book. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories we've been watching, reading, anything we've been uh, enjoying this week. All right. I'll stay in the kitchen. You stay in your hammock. And we'll talk about the news. Fans of The Batman got a treat this week because director Matt Reeves released a deleted scene for the movie. It's about five minutes. He actually released it twice. Did you know that? What, do you, what does that mean? I think the first time he released it, it was only in 1080. Oh, okay. And then Resolution. he re-released it in 4K. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Of course I did. And what did you think? I thought... It's pretty soon to release a deleted scene from a movie already. That's the first thought. Honestly, it's kind of a spoiler. Yeah, it is a spoiler. So, spoiler warning now, if you haven't seen The Batman. It's been a week already since it's been released, but spoiler. Yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) don't watch this deleted scene until you've seen the movie. So, this scene is not in the movie, but there's this character is in the movie. Yeah. Okay, so spoiler alert for us, too. We have to talk about it, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what did you think of the scene? Okay. Break it down. So, it's uh, basically a reinterpretation of what happened in Dark Knight, where the Joker talks to Batman in an interrogation room, basically. In a kind of yeah, he, Batman does Silence of the Lamb on him, and he goes to ask him for help solving the Riddler's case. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, and um, this interpretation of the Joker, I'd say it's something we haven't really seen yet. Mm. I'm not 100 percent sure I'm on board with it. This is a uh, is it Barry Cogan? I th- is that how you say it? I think it's, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, very, uh, he's kind of a scrawnier guy, so he's playing this kind of Weasley Joker. Yeah. Right? Um, let, way more disfigured than the we've, most, we've yeah. seen so far. I mean, uh, Jack Nicholson is like, is he the one that's like most dis- disfigured from the event? Yes, but also like symmetrical. <laughs> that's true. It's like kind of clean cut. Like he actually had a makeup artist do his scarring. Yeah. Like right? uh, it's obviously like um, cartoony where his face is forced into a smile position. Yeah. You kind of just laughed and it yeah. got stuck. Yeah. It's not like... Um, scars necessarily. Yes. yes. This guy, Barry Koenig's interpretation, uh, like look. Yeah. It's like he got radiation, like yeah. fallout type, mm. immersed in radiation, whatever. He looks so gross. Yeah. It's his look. It looked like he fell into chemicals. Oh, that too. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's got scarring on his face all over his, I guess probably his whole body, but you see yeah. all over his head, mm-hmm. even in his head, like the his scalp, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy look. So what I think, what they say in the, the deleted scene mm-hmm. is, because um, this is, the movie is year two Batman, right? You could call it that, yeah. Yeah, so it's alluded that Batman caught the Joker his first year as Batman. He said he's been there for a year. Yeah, he said an anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Since he caught him, right? Is that what that means? I think so. I think he, that was his first big villain was the Joker. Big catch. 
Yeah. I was thinking maybe that's the first, the anniversary is when he transformed or whatever. And it was in between then that he got caught. Oh, yeah. I mean. Who knows what it is? I mean, the Batman took place over like three days. So that could have happened with the Joker. All right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like anniversary still. We don't know. Okay. Um, My guess is he fell into the vat of Ace Chemicals. It deformed him, right? It made his skin all mutilated and hair green and all that. But then also Batman like beat him up so bad too like his oh. face is crushed that's why his smile is crooked oh you think yeah. batman did that yeah batman he's vengeance imagine <laughs> how he is in um the batman imagine a year before that where he's just even more pissed off yeah well he's kind of probably hit the ground running then right like yeah really so angry i guess is he caught joker and beat him to a pulp the thing is also the villains in the batman are scared of him so he must have did something to shake up yeah like everyone's attention so maybe this was the event that like yeah. kind of was like Struck world a chord with everybody yeah don't mess with him but um as a scene i like the scene but i'm glad it's not in the movie okay okay the why is that why is that um in the scene itself i'd say it made batman look dumb oh wow mm, yeah the joker does a lot of the time make batman look kind of dumb because he n- understands him like this was supposed to be detective batman right that's what matt reeves wanted sure and it, batman went there kind of like i don't know anything help me that's what it felt like to me. He's like, who is he? Do you, who's this, who's this guy? Like, I need help. Like, I don't know anything. You do the job. It, it just did not feel like Batman was in control. He definitely wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of left with his uh, tail between his legs. Yeah. Right. So it was cool to see um, their Joker, but uh, I'm glad it wasn't in the movie because it made Batman look weak. Okay. I agree with you there. I also think it was not necessarily needed as a scene. Sure. Um, it kind of defined what we th- should think of the Riddler was. Yeah. And you kind of got that with the rest of it and like how mm. Batman realizes that um, he's kind of the inspiration to him. Yeah. This kind of just bolsters that a bit. I could see why they could think they would need the scene mm-hmm. to enforce that, but we get it down the road at the end of the movie. The scene in the movie that the Joker is actually in, Yeah, I also thought shouldn't be in the movie. I felt like, why have the Joker in this movie at all? It's a it, teaser. It's all the fan, for fan service. And I think... Um, if it's if, if a seed is only for fan service, it shouldn't be in the movie. That's what I think. You say that. I say that for all comic book movies, all genre movies, even even Marvel and yeah, they, they, yeah. they go heavy into that. We know that, right? Yeah, you're okay. you'd still rather they did something else. Like in, in No Way Home, when the other Spider Man show up, it's in service to the movie. Okay, yeah, I see. But if saying. they were to just show up for a scene and be like, "Oh, here's how you beat the bad guys." Okay, see you later. That would have been just for fan service and. It would have sucked. It's part of the story. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So the Joker in the Batman at all, this movie, I felt is only for fan service. Yes. Yeah. That's this, why this, this scene, scene was deleted. The other scene could have been deleted too. I feel like the other scene could have been deleted too and should have. I also think what the like Matt Reeves and the movie creators are doing here is they're kind of using the myth of the Joker yeah. to have the effect he has here. Not necessarily Barry Koenig's like performance, really. I th- I think like I I think um, Ledger does a better job, and and also it's sure. like it's not necessarily they're using the past interpretations of the Joker to make us scared of him. Yeah, not this scene itself and that like kind the of legend of the Joker. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, the myth of him. Yeah, that we as the audience know. Yeah, and that's they shouldn't be doing that. Make make a good scene or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if I like the scene, I like the idea of the scene, hmm. but I just don't like how Batman acted in it. Batman himself. Okay, I almost felt like he was barely in it, like he was all about. It was for Joker. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. 
So um, it also felt like this is just a very high budget, high quality um, fan film. <laughs> Because there's not a lot going on. It's just two people in a room. Yeah. No lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying, but I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if I'm going to like Barry Koenig when we get him for real in a movie. I, I think I will like him. I like his interpretation of it. It's just, um, yeah, I think I will like it. But as I'm thinking about it more and more, yeah, Robert Pattinson's Batman is maybe my one of my least favorite Batman actors. Yeah. But the movie itself is my favorite Batman movie. <laughs> it's hard to beat the clones. It's hard to beat the clones. Yeah. All right. It's just because I love everything else about the movie so much. Zoe Kravitz. Um, Colin Farrell. The story, um, mystery in itself. Oh, yeah. The depiction of Gotham. All of that. Uh, and and Batman is okay in it. He's good in it. But like, there's no depth to his character at all. There's no difference between Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne like in public. I, I think the whole character building, Yeah, it's actually, you see it in his in his writing, like in his uh, what, inner monologue. It's not actually like in his actions. Him realizing the, the symbol he should be is the character development we're, yeah. we get. And that's... The, I think that's enough for me. The only character development is like the last five minutes. Well, no, it's the slow build to that one big moment. <laughs> Very slow. I think. It's three I, hours. I think I'll, I like it. I like his version of the next sequel to this. Really? I, I bet I like it more. But um, I'm glad the scene is not in the movie because it made Batman look stupid. But I do like his, his version of the Joker. I'm not sure. It's still it's kind of hard to look at him. It seems That's like good. he's got extra teeth for some reason. No, they're all just pushed to one side. Is that what it is? He got beat up. Oh, crap. <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel like they almost shouldn't do this now. Just don't Why? use Barry Koenig or don't do the jug or do it. Why? Do different villains. They Maybe- could they could have other villains. Like this movie had four villains. True, true. Um, but it seems well they're obviously like putting a lot of weight into that. Like Joker is the arch nemesis of Batman. We get mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. we say this like with every Batman. It's like it doesn't have to be the Joker is the one singular sure. yeah. opposing force. Yeah, but also money. Oh, he's gonna <laughs> You think this guy's gonna sell merch? The idea of the Joker sells yeah. merchandise. Okay, okay. Right? The Batman. It's struggling, right? Without him. Yeah. Honestly, like the Joker is as big as the Batman now. Like Yeah. And like hot topic. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for, <laughs> for sure. Uh, speaking of the hot topic, Moon Knight mm-hmm. is coming out today. That's right. At the release of this podcast. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen it yet because uh, we're recording earlier. We do that. But uh, it does mark the return of the Reader Copy Recap Show. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So we'll be doing that once we watch the episode. Get juiced. And the writer for that series is now attached for another Marvel character. Now we're going to be getting a Nova project from the yes. MCU. We don't know if it's a TV show or a movie yet. But we know it's coming from one of the Moon Knight writers. Now we know um, we've seen Nova, or at least the Nova Corps, in the first Guardians movie. They're like the space police, right? They live on Xandar and they have those blue and yellow costumes. We got helmets. Yes, they have helmets. Have, they're, they're like, it looks like Spartan helmets, right? but space. Yeah. But it is said in Infinity War that the whole planet was like destroyed by Thanos. Decimated, yeah. Because he they had the Power Stone and he wanted the Power Stone. Power Stone, yes. That classic Dreamcast video game. Yep. They wanted. They had his copy of mm-hmm. the Dreamcast. Why didn't pack. they just burn him in a copy? It's so easy with Dreamcast. Right? It doesn't. You don't need any kind of modding. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, <laughs> he destroyed Xandar for it, right? Yeah. 
And it's, so you can kind of presume that a lot of the Nova Corps are like just probably if, gone. If not all, just yeah. they're all wiped out. Yeah, right? the, the maybe the Nova Corps as like an organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the comics, um, there's kind of like one special Nova, right? Yes. Uh, and the original one was, I believe, Richard Ryder. Yeah, the, the one single guy. Yeah. You could, it's very much a one to one with DC's Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. They, I, well, I think they have less powers, right? They can fly around. They have super strength and stuff yeah, like that. Yes, um, but they are like the space blast. police, right? And they right. have like jurisdictions. <laughs> <laughs> they have departments or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, space police, pretty much. Uh, John C. Riley played one of them already, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. So um, I guess Earth's repre- representative of the Nova Corps would be Richard Ryder. This new project, uh, whether it's a movie or a series, I don't think we know yet. But no, my, we don't. My guess is uh, we'll follow Richard Ryder as yeah. he becomes like the only remaining Nova Corps member. What's interesting is um, in the comics, uh, Richard Ryder gets it from this character Roman Day as yeah. he like kind of passes, and so that was supposedly John C. Riley's character. So mm-hmm. there's some connection there. Maybe it will uh, spark some connection when the Guardians first meet him. Right? Like they know John C. Riley's Nova already. Yeah, it could my, be something there. My guess is John C. Riley. What if he had a kid? Okay, so that kid is Zandarian, right? What if that's Richard Ryder? Mm. Uh, he escapes Zandar before the destruction and lands on Earth, but like he's like hurt, so he has to pass on his powers to a younger Nova, which is um, in the in the comics. I forget his name, but there's like a child, like teenage version of Nova. The newest one. Yeah. So maybe the project is following that Nova and then uh, and then Young Avengers. Right, right. He is in a Young Avengers tile already, right? Alongside, what is it? Miss Marvel and Miles yeah, Morales. I think that is, um, technically it's called like Champions or something. Or, oh, is that what that one is? Yeah. But there's a lot of like those younger teams, but I think just throw them all together and make it, call it Young Avengers. Why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That could work. I, I I could see what what do they get their powers from? Is it the helmet itself? Does it float around and look for? There's um like a power all intelligent power source on Nova whatever Nova Core Zandar. Yeah, and it's kind of like super intelligence like the um, the Kree have or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's similar to that, but that's their power source. I think supreme intelligence type thing, but it's it's just like a big battery. I don't know what it is. It, is it like a lantern you stick your hand in it's a chevy nova <laughs> uh, so i i think some it's it sounds like an interesting idea if they're just gonna try and combat what dc has with if they ever i mean green lantern i don't know if that movie's gonna come out so this nova thing i'm interested about it yeah i think um marvel definitely wants to expand their universe meaning go into the space stuff again yeah i mean guardians will get one more movie um the marvels will go into space more and then I think Nova, of course, will be more space stuff. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if we're, we're phasing that out already, like cosmic stuff. No, I think, so, uh, I think they're going deeper into it. It's like, because we've got like the mythical or whatever dark magic stuff that's sure. popping off right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So maybe they're they're branching out, like giving us little tastes of, of space stuff to mix up the flavors of the different Well, I mean, properties. like Eternals looks like they're going into space. That's true. Okay. So... I don't think they're done with space at all. And if we're talking Fantastic Four, that's heavily space. Right. Yeah, okay. I take my words back. I mean, also, X-Men gets into space, too. Yeah. So every once in a while. Phoenix, have you heard of her? I don't know. Does she have any movies? Um, not good ones. <laughs> 
Oh man. How long until is that the cursed like property? Like what if Marvel tries to do a, a Dark Phoenix thing and it's just a crash and burn? <sighs> that's the one thing that's gonna destroy them. It's just every time we're not doing it right. To be fair, um, the first time they tried it, it wasn't good. And then the second time they tried it was not good. But that guy that did it was like a first-time director. So why did they do that? I'm, well, is it were they, you know, giving a, another director another try? Like Marvel does that too, and, and you know, the Marvel Studios. I think they're like... We're going to give you a try, and if this movie is bad, we're going to sell our entire company to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. They, they tanked on purpose or something? <laughs> we're gonna sell every, so many people are going to lose their job if you make a bad movie. <laughs> Not just our like movie house, but like our TV networks. <laughs> no, they're trying to get bought out. Like, <laughs> you guys have to make a, a bad our Phoenix movie. Our news and our sports outlets. It's all writing on this movie, okay? Yeah. So make it bad. <laughs> <laughs> we got you and Simpson. Simpson's been doing their job for <laughs> seasons now, do making bad shows. <laughs> but I, okay, back to Nova. Yeah. I am excited for it. I do think um, I would rather have a movie because I feel like they're doing too many series now. It's just easier. It's just like you get a series, you get a series. Yeah. I, but I think a movie is better for. Uh, a character that is very space bound. Yeah, yeah. You just want to see that on a big screen, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a it's powerful, yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, I'm not too familiar with with Nova besides from what I've seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. So mm-hmm. like little tidbits I've had him in in the, uh, the the line that I read. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what else there is there. I'm curious for sure, but um, I wonder if there's a whole series or because series is gonna be long, right? It's gonna be like six hours of material versus uh, yeah two hours. Two hours is enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, another franchise I'm really interested in. Oh, yeah. Which has like the biggest question marks for me is the Black Panther series. Yeah. When are they going to finish? The Not the Black Panther TV series, but the franchise, the trilogy, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, they just wrapped filming the sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes, that's right. Um, but who is the Black Panther? Big question mark. I mean... Uh, obviously, we've suffered a loss with Chadwick Boseman passing, so they have to. They, like Ryan Coogler had to like rewrite the story to make yeah. something work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of the staff or the the actors in it have said like it's possibly better than the first one. Yeah, I think uh, Angela Bassett said like it's better. I'm like, how could it be better? <laughs> I feel like the first Did you one watch was, it. The first one was so good. Like yeah. it's one of the best, not just comic book movies, one of the best like action movies there is. Like sure. Um, and the characters are so good in it. Some cultural importance. But then to take away the lead and then have to restructure it. Yeah. It's scratching my head. Like, I don't know how you can even write a good movie. Yes. I mean, Ryan Coogler already proved himself with the first movie. Yeah. Sounds like a big feat, but sounds like they they figured it out, right? I, I have no idea what... They did. I think they're putting more into the basket for Letitia Wright's character, right? Yeah. They had to rework stuff there. Right. Um, there's already mentions of the big bad being Namor in the movie. That's a rumor, but yeah. I think I think it's kind of for sure now that I think Namor is the villain of the movie. And it's like they're posing it as Wakanda versus Atlantis is the big thing, is the whole... Yeah. Uh, framework skeleton, yeah, yeah, type thing. The lost city of Atlanta. <laughs> That's where they filmed like everything, right? <laughs> 
But they said because, you know, they did not want to recast T'Challa. Yeah. So they had to write more for the characters uh, of the supporting characters to do. So like um, specifically um, Shuri, Okoye, and Umbaku. Umbaku too? Yeah, that's wow. the characters that they named saying like I we had to like have them do more. So if it's those three, like in my head... It's almost impossible to fill the shoes of Chadwick Boseman with a new Black Panther. Yeah. So in my head, it's like, maybe there's three of them. Three Black Panthers? Yeah, maybe all three become like a team of them or something. Interesting. Maybe, yeah, he could, um, Shuri could just like make costumes, like she's got extras. Like she had two yeah. in the first movie, right? So yeah. she could just make one for everybody. Um, but Mbaka, that's kind of a surprise too that they did, you know, he was kind of anti hero in the first a movie, bit, yeah. right? But then he does show up in like Infinity War as a fight for their side. Oh, does he? Yeah, that's right. Okay, all right, all right. But a whole Black Panther team that's interesting. They, they, like we've said, they're making different teams at Marvel. It sounds like yeah. a lot of different groups. Wonder what that's going to look like. Is that is that what they're doing with Secret Wars? Is like there's just teams Ooh. fighting each other? You know what that would remind me of? What? Like 1990s WWE. NWO. Well, that's uh, WCW. Oh, but uh, the the WWE in the nineties or WWF if if you were alive then, um, they had all these groups of teams of like four, and and that's how they. It's like factions that they had groups. That was like their kind of gimmick for a while. Everyone just formed a super group of four, and then Kinda, yeah. they just fought each other. Yep, there was like a nation of domination. <laughs> okay, you're uh, just putting two words around together. There was like the Hart Foundation, because <laughs> uh, it was the Bret Hart's crew. Is that a medical group? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, DX, Degeneration X. You know them? Yeah, I, aren't they newer? Or they they were then. They're then, yeah. Okay, originated back then. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's Secret Wars. That's Secret. Wars. So you're gonna see it up next. You're gonna see Shuri battle um Bret Hart going for the title. <laughs> Who gets to be the Black Panther? Oh man, I'm rooting for Bret Hart. Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart, if you think about it, he deserves it. <laughs> oh man. Um what do we know for sure about Black Panther 2? Like we know um Riri Williams, that character is supposed yes. to appear in it. Iron Heart. Um <laughs> Iron Bret Hart. <laughs> there you go. Writes itself. Wow. Oh, man. Um, I think this movie is a springboard for the Nigerera's Okoye series. Could be. That's going to be. They're going to set up, I think, for that like heavily. Do you remember the Black Panther book we did? There was those characters um, that they were like angels or like bird female characters. You know what I'm talking about? They had like a like special like armor. A suits. Yeah. yeah. I think Shuri was one of them. Maybe. But do you think they, that, that kind of armor would show up in this? That's, uh, that's interesting. Like a different team. Possibly. It looks a lot like Shuri's equipment already in the first movie. A little bit, but yeah. But shaped differently. But with like or, wings. Oh, did they have wings? I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but like, they said Michael B. Jordan will be back. They did? But like, I think he appears in the soul realm. You know what I'm talking about? The shadow realm. <laughs> 
You know what I'm talking about? When they, they drink the liquid of the magic herb. Right, yeah. And then they go like hibernate underground for a while. They go to sleep and they talk to their ancestors. Yeah, right. I yeah. think I think Michael B is in that scene. Really? Okay. And he's talking to like one of his, I guess, kin or ancestor or something. And is is say, that someone related to him or is it just... I don't know. I mean, he is... Uh, royalty. Royalty, yeah. so it could be Shuri too because they're cousins. They're also cousins. Yeah, but I mean like, why wouldn't she see... T'Challa or her dad? Why would she see Michael B. Jordan? I don't know. Um, what if he's back as Michael B. Jordan, not, not as Killmonger? It's like, oh, I, I've always wanted to meet you. You look familiar. <laughs> yeah, I loved Black Panther one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 that's crazy if we're gonna get him again I mean it, it, did we just love him that much or just we had to fill up this movie again because of the, the circumstances that could be the case but um, it is strange to have him back it is strange it is Doctor Strange to Multiverse of Madness strange yes <laughs> do you think he's in that movie oh Killmonger yeah the Illuminati oh he's just that's uh, another rumor yeah because uh, the rumor came about because of that one shot of the like the line of them, the Illuminati, yeah. and it looked like he had there was somebody with the Black Panther um, necklace, right? Because in the comics, Black Panther is part of the Illuminati. Okay, <laughs> it's not a very Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> because Black Panther is part of the Illuminati, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it's a different universe, right? He could be from a different universe, and he just had. Maybe his his brother never left Wakanda. The, his dad, rather, mm, and he became he became Black became, Panther instead yeah. of T'Challa. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's another universe. It's a multiverse. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and uh, another verse that has started. I guess they're calling it the Venom verse. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Are they really? Mm -hmm. They're transforming it to the wow. Because there are. You know, there's the MCU, and that has a Spider-Man. And then there was, like, the Raimi-verse, which is Sam Raimi's original three Spider-Man movies, right? Raimi-verse, yeah. Yeah. And then they started kind of like a new universe, but the first movie of that was Venom. So that's the Venom-verse. We're, we're doing away with Spunk. That's been gone for a little bit now. The thing is, there is Spunk, but I think it's, like, all of them together. Oh, it's like a it's like a subgroup of Spunk. I think so. You know, they, it's also not called Spunk anymore. What is it called? It's it's just S M S S M U, the Sony Spider Man universe. It should be called like the cinematic universe of Marvel Spider Man's <laughs> movie Spider Man's. <laughs> Uh, the cinematic universe of Marvel, Spider-Man's heroes, and other titles. <laughs> and if you will, like you just add dot, dot, dot. Uh, okay, anyway. Um, yeah, the Venomverse, right? Yeah. I think that that's tied to, even though I haven't seen it yet, and I'm not sure if I will see it, Morbius, <laughs> yes. which is coming out in April. It's like April 1st, I think. So yeah. It's out uh, tomorrow. If it is April 1st, I don't know when it is. Um, that's tied in the Venomverse because in the trailer he goes, I'm Venom, right? Yes. As yes. a joke. Yeah. So you could say that and Venom are in the same world, right? If that's if it's that Venom. <laughs> oh so God, complicated. Yeah. Um, the director of Morbius in an interview said um, that there is a Spider-Man in that world. Great. Which one is With, it? Now, which one? And they, he said it will be revealed soon. He said the audience will, will come to... to find Learn, out yeah because i don't know yet because <laughs> we haven't decided it yet 
it is kind of just wishy-washy here and there. But uh, Morbius is in a Spider-Man's universe. Yes, which means Tom Hardy's Venom has a Spider-Man in his universe. That's it's right. The same. They share it together. It's very confusing, but also kind of like unnecessarily messy. Um, what what do you think it is? Is it just Tom Holland Spider-Man? Okay, so I'm going to say it's not Tom Holland because Tom Hardy, his Venom, like teleported to the MCU. He had to leave somewhere. Yeah, and then went back. So therefore, I, to me, it's not Tom Holland. Okay, okay. So another uh, thing to point out is in the background of a Morbius shot, there is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's oh, uh, graffiti to a wall. Yeah. So there's that. It could be Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think it's Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Because I heard in early screenings of the movie, I heard that scene is not even in the movie. Oh, wow. Morbius is not a vampire? There's so many like edits to this movie yeah that contradict the trailer okay it's like a this movie's like a production nightmare right like, i think it is yeah it's been delayed like 18 months mm-hmm. and also um like i think no way home pushed it around too because sure. they had to, i think they had to push it after that movie yeah so it's been like I, I i think it might not be a good movie um early reports are that no it's not yes and that it's confusing and messy and I think it's this way because they kept wanting and forcing it to be in the MCU. Oh, really? And, and Kevin Feige was like, no, it's not. So they kept having to like rework the script or, or shots or editing. And, and I bet they're like flipping back and forth whether it was or wasn't. Because I heard the viewers that saw the early screening, they're like, they still don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's if it's so funny. in the MCU or not. So like... I think it's very poorly executed because there was conflicting like interests. Okay, behind the scenes as far as the executives. Yeah, who who, like because if it's in the MCU, I bet Sony wants that because now they have access to Tom Holland. I think that doesn't automatically grant them access, but it. I think it's just they want some of that you know excitement from the fans that it is in the MCU. Yeah. But right. I bet um, Kevin Feige said no. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm good. <laughs> so the best next next best thing is like, okay, well, I guess he shares the universe with Venom then. And this Venom has a Spider-Man uh, and it can't be Tom Holland. So I think it's Andrew Garfield. Okay. I also don't think it's Tobey Maguire just because I think he's done with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Andrew Garfield seems like he was making real try in No Way Home. Like, like he, he wanted, was, he was happy to be back. He was invested in being back. Yeah. Right. So. And he's my favorite Spider-Man. Really? <laughs> and those amazing Spider-Man movies, I think fit better with Venom and Morbius. They're like darker they they look sonier same quality of movie yeah you know (laughs) yes yeah um but like you know like set at night all the time yeah right right venom right he's he's like a monster and then morbius of course he's so a vampire i just think uh, it's gonna be revealed that andrew garfield is that spider-man in that universe okay i think we will get uh, a venom 3 and it is venom versus spider-man venom's the hero or the main character at least amazing venom man 3 starring andrew garfield <laughs> mcu question mark <laughs> <laughs> 
they just want to keep they just want to dangle the fans yeah. right dangle the carrot so and then I heard <laughs> the scene with Michael Keaton no way because then there's a scene yeah, in the trailer with Michael Keaton right, right? so that automatically everyone's like oh it's the MCU because he's in the thing right and that's what I thought uh, I don't think that's in the movie <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> they had to cut it out these movie makers can just put anything in the trailers and just yeah you won't get back mm-hmm. by the time we watch this movie it's not even going to be about vampires anymore <laughs> Is this Jared Leto yeah. being whatever? I think Jared Leto's a kind of a good actor. He's great. I think Tom Hardy's a good, a great actor. He's great. But after watching like Let There Be Carnage, and it sounds like this is not going to be awesome. It's it's like yeah. the Sony machine is not where you want to be. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely not something I'm craving. <laughs> <laughs> I've used that joke like weeks ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I do want to see Andrew Garfield again in Spider-Man. So if that is the case, I'm I'm a little bit excited. Andrew Garfield is invested. I want to see that yeah. too. Yeah. I also I don't think they're gonna do another Spider-Man like Amazing Spider-Man three. So I think I'm, I'm not sure. But that, honestly, that would be amazing. Oh, wow. if they did it <laughs> right. Just because of the first two movies, they didn't. I don't know if they did good in the box office or not. But I don't. I think they stopped right. If you were telling me like, "Hey, we're gonna make another Amazing Spider-Man three, and it's gonna be kind of bad," I would be like, "Just do it. Just bring it on." I still want to see it. <laughs> I'll watch it. You don't have enough superhero movies. You don't have enough Spider-Man movies. Let's say that even like, if you said it's Andrew Garfield and he's gonna face Venom, I'd be like, okay, let's do it. All right, count me on board. Put yeah. me in for one ticket. Yeah, I'll pay you. I'll watch it once. Of course, I will too. But I mean, okay, another thing I, I want it. About. Like, don't make it. <laughs> So I don't have to watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for the news. Unless you have anything else. That's it for me. If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms. Just uh, search that in your app and hit follow. For sure. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, let's know what movies you're excited about. And we're going to be talking about Moon Knight in a bit. Give it a watch. Talk, talk to us about it there, too. Yeah, don't forget, we'll have the recap show back uh, coming this Monday. Mm-hmm. But until then, let's get into the comic book. I am pretty dang excited about the new Disney Plus series, Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac. And so it's just fitting that we do another Moon Knight comic book for the podcast. Um, we're doing the 2011 comic book, uh, Moon Knight. This is the name of the title. There's no real name of the trade here. Mm-hmm. It's, of course, from Marvel. It is. We're just going to be doing the first five issues, but there were a total of 12 issues in this whole uh, run here. Uh, we've already done one Moon Knight comic in the past, right? Yeah. Do you want to kind of like just sum up Moon Knight? Uh, okay. He's this guy that dresses up in uh, white unitard. He, <laughs> he's got multiple personalities. Yeah. Um, in, in him, like, um, uh, that's kind of fighting for like his persona at, at any given moment. Okay. But, uh, he died as a mercenary at the foot of a statue of an Egyptian God. And mm-hmm. that kind of gave him superpowers. I don't know, but it did bring him back to life. Okay. Yeah. That's him. So <laughs> he was a mercenary. Died, came back to life, and now it's Moon Knight. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a weird story, right? It's it, it's very of its time where it's just a mix match of things. Like, it feels like a formula for uh-huh. making a superhero kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Throw something weird in there. He's, he's got multiple personalities, mm. I think. Um, but this book we're doing today, it's got a team that we've seen before. Brian Michael Bendis as the writer and Alex Maleev as the artist. 
Um, we've actually seen them work together before on International Iron Man. Remember that? Yeah. Right. So it's going to feel a lot like that at certain points, but Moon Knight is definitely a unique character we'll come to see. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy Brian Michael Bendis' work too. Like his writing is, um, I don't know, like more accessible than some other writers. I think so. He's uh, he's pretty dang popular for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, people say like he like um, simplifies it a bit to make it totally uh, ingestible for the wider audience right. I think which is good more people reading comics is better it's not too simple where it's like boring or anything like that no. but yeah but it's not like Alan Moore <laughs> no <laughs> he's well he's got five Eisners for a reason Brian Michael Bendis right yeah. I think he deserves them mm-hmm. uh, some of the things he's worked on Ultimate Spider-Man is a big one uh, of course, is Daredevil. I, th- I think that was also Alex Maleev. It's got to be right. Might be, yeah. Yeah, so they- they're a pair that work together a lot, actually. Um, if you don't know Alex Maleev, he's actually a Bulgarian artist. Oh. Um, his first start was in the in Bulgaria. He worked on a magazine called Godan. Okay. You know that one? Another no. one. How about Cartel of Dead? No. Yeah, uh, so I don't know what those are, but it's kind of interesting. You know, he's bringing different tastes to his his work. And then Mm -hmm. he moved to America, studied at the Kubert School. And actually, one of the first things he worked on was James O'Barr's The Crow. Oh, nice. Yeah, interesting, right? I tried reading them before. It's kind of a little bit too dark for me. (laughs) But uh, I didn't know this. The first time Bendis and Alex Maleev worked together, they were working on Sam and Twitch. Which is that spinoff of Spawn. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying, that sounds familiar, but yeah, yeah. now I know. Yeah, so they're like a super duo. They've worked together a lot in a lot of different properties. All right, we uh, open up into kind of like the origin of Moon Knight, of uh, our main character, Mark Spector. Again, he's a mercenary at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, think about like a kind of like a yoked out Arnold Schwarzenegger with a machine gun right now in the middle of the desert. Right. Um, he's coming up against what will come to be his his arch enemy Bushman. It's this kind of uh, a guy with a the face of death tattooed to his face, and he's kind of a savage kind of guy. Um, and they're both kind of just soldiers um, at war with each other a little bit. Um, at this time, Mark Spector was a mercenary, was just out for himself, but he grew conscience in the middle of this mission. Uh, trying to get this gold from the uh, the pyramids or the the tombs of this Egyptian god altar character Khonshu, and so um, Bushman killed a professor that was working with them, and uh, Mark Spector did not like that as he came up against Bushman, and Bushman eventually shot him down. Yeah, as Mark Spector made his way to the foot of this Egyptian god uh, statue. And in this little scene, he passes as Marlene, this fair maiden, kind of uh, cries and weeps at his feet. So this is like what you explained. This is the origin. Exactly. We're watching it now. Right. Uh, just a little, you know, reminder for everybody. Come to find out this is all just a scene from a movie, from a TV show, I should say. <laughs> yeah. It, this is actually from a scene from a Hollywood TV show. And this is all uh, executive produced by Mark Spector, the character. <laughs> so apparently Mark Spector now is a went, Hollywood producer. Went from mercenary to Hollywood pr- executive producer. Right. <laughs> Making a show about himself, basically. Yeah. 
And so he's like a sleazy LA Hollywood guy now, I guess. It, moving on up, I guess. Yeah, they're at like this Hollywood party. Right. Everyone's all dressed up and their the show is on TV there. And they're all like congratulating him because like he has like a hit show on 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 TV now. Right. It's kind of the game. Um, he's uh, schmoozing up with some of the lovely ladies there when he gets a call from the Avengers because we know now he, Mark, uh, Moon Knight is already an Avenger. Right. He's, he's uh, inducted at a certain point. He goes up to the roof, and this is at this point, I believe, the new Avengers. Oh, really? Okay. Because the cast here is Captain America, but also Spider Man and Wolverine. Right. Okay. So they're calling up to him. Um, they're saying like, okay, you moved out to here to LA from uh, New York, right? Where the Avengers were. Mm-hmm. It's We're letting you know now, Moon Knight, that uh, uh, the criminal element has migrated from the east to the west. And LA, it's kind of becoming a, a, another den of criminality. Right. Right. And you're like our guy here. You're so one guy. You need to like stop partying so much and step up and... Let the criminals know, like, Avengers are also in the West Coast. <laughs> right. So you need to, like, start bashing heads, getting information. This is a little bit of a, a callback to the past comics in the past, the uh, West Coast Avengers. Right. Where Moon Knight was a character on that. Yeah. It was kind of a dumber comic book in the past. Mm-hmm. Like it did not have as much seriousness as I think as Avengers did. Yeah. But um, these guys, Cap is like, okay, the world does not need, need executive producer Mark Spector. We need Moon Knight here. Right. You're an Avenger, and once an Avenger, always an Avenger. You're not alone. Yeah. Right. And then Wolverine's like, you got to go out there and, like, scare them. Like, just go beat them up. Right. They have uh, an idea that there's some type of kingpin setting up a some type of nest here in LA, right? right? Um, you know, Spidey's like, well, yeah, they somebody in, in New York figured out mathematically they're probably not going to become kingpin. But here in LA, there's a option. You could be a, a presence here. Because they're like, there's no Avengers in LA. Right, let's, right. Let's go there. Well, now there is. Yep. With Moon Knight. Now we catch up with uh, these two goon-looking guys. Like, they're in like these sleazy suits. They are like look like a lower level of some type of- Got a henchman. Criminal organization, right? They're at the docks, and they're waiting for a shipment. Yes. And I guess a deal is going down. All right. So they're just like- uh, Waiting there when up comes this big brutish guy, no shirt on, has like a little cape. This guy is Mr. Hyde. Uh, I don't know if you know this character at all. No, it's my first time hearing about him, but I'm assuming he's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of character. Exactly. He's like a mad scientist, used some type of experiment to make himself big and brawny and kind of evil. So he's like towering over them. He's like, okay, where's my money? Yeah. And the, the two henchmen guys are like, that's not part of the deal. We're just here to pick it up. Like your money, you deal with that somewhere else. The guy's like, no, you're going to give me my money now. And they draw their guns on him and he just like grabs them both by the neck. And he takes both of them and like clugs their heads together and pushes them to the ground like they're easy stuff. Moon Knight comes sweeping in, throws one of his moon batarangs straight at uh, Mr. <laughs> moon batarang. Yeah. <laughs> straight at uh, Mr. Hyde's face, giving a cut there. And so they go wailing at each other. Moon Knight gets some shots in there. But again, Mr. Hyde is huge. He's like Andre the Giant or something and takes Moon Knight by the neck and like pushes them, him down to the ground and then kicks him straight into the, the docks there, into the water there, right? Hey, this guy's so big, he grabs a van by the grill of the van and throws it into the water onto Moon Knight. Yeah. I'm wondering, would this kill you? Like if you just get attacked by a van, but you're in water? 
Yes, it will. <laughs> it's like you're getting hit by a car and you can't breathe. <laughs> the, <laughs> the water is going to slow down the van. No, right? it's not. Not like when you're on like the the top of the water. Okay, maybe that's true. <laughs> but Moon Knight survives this, I think. Um, but as uh, Mr. Hyde makes easy work of Moon Knight, he gets onto his little boat back and uh, goes back into the the ocean. To it's like okay, this is a deal that didn't go through. Right. Moon Knight, he had to like take off his cape and his like um, hood because it was like dragging him down. Mm-hmm. So he now like his face is revealed, but he jumps on the boat and starts attacking Mr. Hyde. He's like hitting him with a fire hydrant, trying to anything to knock him out. But Mr. Hyde is like still super strong, right? So um, Moon Knight runs down below deck into the boat. Yeah. And it's revealed what the shipment was. Inside, strapped to a table, is an entire Ultron robot <laughs> just laying there. The head is removed from the, the body, so it's not really doing anything. Right. But it's like, this was the shipment. This was what the deal was for. Somebody was buying like a used Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-owned. Pre-owned. Certified used Mint. Ultron. <laughs> refurbished <laughs> and so mark's like oh what the hell like someone's trying to buy ultron right now and he he gets attacked from behind by mr hyde and so he gets pulled out of the cabin of that boat taking along with it, the head of ultron so he just has the head because that was like removed right mm-hmm. and he's thrown now back into the water so he's like super deep and he's trying to like climb up but then above the boat i think it's like Almost like, is it like a helicopter that appears? I think it's more like a, some type of magical big like, thing comes out. It's like out. a big shining light. Yeah. Shoots down onto the, the little boat here. And Hyde is yelling at him like, you know, no deal. Like, you, you didn't give me my money, so you're not getting this Ultron robot. But we don't know who he's yelling to. Yes. He's barking at somebody up there. It's the other side of the deal, right? Right. The employers of those two henchmen. And that guy up there too, he's like salty, like, you killed my two employees. Yeah. Like, I don't like you either. <laughs> give me my give me my Ultron. Give it to me. Just give it to me. And so um, whoever that is just kind of combusts the entire boat that Mr. Hyde was on as Mark goes plunging down further into the ocean because that, that ship is like kaput now. Yeah. And all they could see is the Ultron body like floating into a portal. Yeah, it's like being like levitated up. Yeah. But not with the head because Mark is still grasping the head. Okay, he takes it back to his base. And uh, over there are uh, Captain America, Wolverine, and Spidey. And they're trying to think about what to do with all this. Um, you know, Wolverine, he's got adamantium in him. He knows what Ultron's made out of. He's like, okay, that's an alloy. It's made out of the stuff I'm made out of. Right. Um, you know, this is some expensive stuff. It's yeah. like, you know, hard to come by. It's like anyone who would want this would know how to use it, right? So it's like you could weaponize this. You could use the technology in it to make something else. So it's who, if it's in the wrong hands, it's very dangerous. Right, right. Spidey's like, well, I mean, come on. It sounds like there's a West Coast kingpin trying to organize down here. Yeah. Be concerned. And Captain's like, so you didn't get to see who he was talking to, who was there? And he's like, no, I, I didn't. I was underwater. <laughs> he just has no idea, basically. And so these Avengers here, they're convenient. They're talking it through like a game plan to take care of this Ultron, find out what's going on, right? Yeah, all four of them. All four of them uh, are uh, get coming up with a game plan. 
Uh, Mark's like, yeah, it's going to take all of us. Right. The next shot is Mark alone in his base. And we come to realize these three individuals, Captain America, Wolverine, and Spidey, are just in his head. They're the other multiple personalities in his head. They're never there. Yes. And it's almost like they're his conscience almost. Kind of. Because earlier they are guilting him into like, you're not doing your job as an Avenger. Mm -hmm. And that's really himself telling him that. Right. Right. So... Wolverine, Captain America, Spider-Man, they were never there. They were never on the West Coast. This is a, <laughs> like this is like Fight Club, right? Right. And Tyler Durden is telling Mark Spector, like, you need to step up as Moon Knight. Right. That's what's going on here. It's kind of an interesting take, I, I think, what Bendis is doing here. It's not Mark Spector's regular other personalities, yeah. not uh, John Lockley or whatever, uh-huh. uh, Stephen Grant. What I think is going on here is ever since he was inducted into the Avengers, yeah, he feels this responsibility now, oh. right? And uh, I think these three are the three he looks up to the most. And they each represent a different kind of kind of ideology, responsibility, character type that he wants to be all three. I think also he has like each of those in him already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cap is like the soldier that's trying to do right. right? Yeah, always moral high ground. Wolverine's the aggressive one and tries to get at it. Right. right? And Spidey's just kind of the goofball. Yeah. He, that's some of that in Mark II, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So I thought that was an interesting take. Um, and we see Moon Knight again with his three little buddies in his head, but they're kind of like perfect on uh, this little ledge looking out into where they have a possible inkling to the origins of this Ultron head, right? So we see all three or all four of them and he's talking to them, you know, as a team, as a group, but as a reader, we know they're not there. It's just Mark. And it's it's cool because like they're written as if they are the character. Yes. Like he's talking to Spider-Man and he's answering like Spider-Man would answer. But he himself is just Moon Knight. It's just him. Yeah. So the, the thing they're talking about now is like, who's going to go in there first? But it's it doesn't matter. There's only Moon Knight. <laughs> It's it's built like it's like a, a game plan for the Avengers going into battle right now. Yeah. But really, it's just him in his head talking to himself, right? Yeah. I think his, I, I think he desperately wants to be part of the team, but Maybe. he's alone here on the, the West Coast. Okay. Okay. I think, yeah. When, when was he an Avenger? Was it fairly recently, you think? When was... It was post-New Avengers already. Really? Already? Okay. So then it was fairly recent to this, this comic yeah. in 2011. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh. So in this scene, Cap is like, "Well, I'm gonna go in. I'm the. I can sneak in there. I've got the the skill set to to be to evade everyone possibly finding me." Right. Um, Wolverine's like, you know, these criminals. They only respect aggression. Right. Some real I'm go in there and knock some people out. Tear it up in there. Right. Um, and then Moon Knight's like, well, that's not what we need right now. Like, he's right. also talking like he's he's trying to fight for the spot to go yeah, in there. But he's it's talking like Wolverine. That's so dumb. But like, no, you're dumb. He's not there. He's t- you're talking to yourself. <laughs> and then finally, Spider-Man in his head is like, I'll go because it'll be so funny. Because why is, why is Spider-Man showing up here? Right. right? And that's who they settle on, as if he's really there. Okay. So, we see now what's inside. What they're looking at is like, um, from the outside is this bar area that they're looking at, right? And we see in there is this character, Snapdragon. Yes. She's, uh, this book has a lot of like C, D list characters. Like street level. Yeah. Very kind of little known. This character, Snapdragon, is this kind of just woman that... uh, 
I believe is a Black Widow villain, but just think another martial artist type character, like um, or like spy, right. but on the bad side. And she's talking to her employees, and she's like, you know, people think you're nothing, mm-hmm. but this is where you kind of like have the most power in the city. Um, the customers come in. And you listen, you listen to what they're saying. And that now that you gather like all the information and that gives us power. You're the key to this criminal organization, right? People don't realize who you are, what you can do. But with all the information that we have, like we're going to run the city. She's talking to them like she's like a coach of a football team right now. She's like giving a pep talk. She's hyping them up. Like you guys, we're going to, they don't even know what's going to come into them. Yeah. Yeah. Come to uh, Spand Out and we see that she's actually talking to strippers. Yes. She's like a boss of the strip club. Okay. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. I mean, there's probably a lot of criminals in there, right? And she's right. Like, all the guys are going to go in there and, like, they're going to reveal too much secrets and stuff, and then they'll use that against them. Nice. Okay. Snapdragon, I think, is a smart person, right? <laughs> yeah. And then out of nowhere, barging in is Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man comes in there, and the stripper's like, Is that, the, is that really him? <laughs> Why is Spider Man in a strip club? In LA. <laughs> yeah. And Snapdragon is like, okay, back, back off, Spidey. Like she's like ready to battle because of like I think she's a you know a villain also. She's yeah, she's she she's familiar with these heroes and what mess they could do to their their uh, setup. There, Spidey also has these web shooters. They're bigger than regular. They're like full bracers, so it looks unique on him for some reason. Yeah, it's scene. not his regular web shooters. They're like almost like gauntlets on his on his forearm right pretty big and then so the bodyguards of the the strip club um push shoulders around a a spidey and they get into action as spidey elbows one of them into the face and then starts to battle snapdragon as she enters the 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 battle he starts using their webs on them but it's like three against one right Mm -hmm. and snapdragon's able to um kind of like get on like knock out spider-man from behind Mm -hmm. we also see moon knights wolverine captain america watching this happen from the rooftop across the street. And I like how they're drawn like less saturated because they're not real. No. <laughs> it's funny because it's like Moon Knight is the the captain. He's he's like the one that's like organizing the team. Like yeah. Wolverine's asking Moon Knight, let me in there. Let me in there, coach. Right. Yeah. Like he he wants to join the fight instead of Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like it's like tag me in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Moon Knight's like, no, not yet. Spider-Man can handle this, right? And he's fighting um, Snapdragon, but Snapdragon's like, she's no pushover. She's like beating up Spider-Man. Right. Giving him one, two as Spidey's, looks like he's losing. He's getting choked out by Snapdragon. And then Moon Knight is like, all right, go Wolverine. Right. And then all of a sudden, Spider-Man, with those large gauntlets, Wolverine claws come out. (laughs) They, they shoot out of nowhere and so he's like now he's also hunched over like he's Wolverine yeah. fighting off Snapdragon trying to swipe at her uh, when out of nowhere one of the strippers shoots Mark Spector right Spider-Man Wolverine this combo whoever this character is gets shot in the back and he goes crumbling to the ground so this whole time it's Mark Spector that's actually in there fighting yeah right? Dressed as Spider-Man because he believes Spider-Man went in there, right? And now he's acting as Wolverine with his claws, like, gurring at people. It's like, who's in control? First it's Spider-Man. It's like, okay, it's not working. Let's put Wolverine in control. Now he's pretending he's Wolverine. Right. And he's fighting all of them, and he gets shot, and then he's knocked out, right? And then uh, they rip his Spider-Man costume, and under the Spider-Man costume is his Moon Knight costume. Okay, so the stripper's like, okay, so it's not Spider-Man? 
they, they, they're like this loon is in here dressed up as Spider-Man with these Wolverine claws. They don't know what's going on. And the way you know it's not Spider-Man is there's a shot earlier where the security guards like appear out of nowhere behind him. So he doesn't have spider sense. Oh, good point. And it's just like he, yeah, it's just another thing where it's like, you know it's not the real characters. Right, right. Right. Okay, okay. So it's it's kind of funny there. Snapdragon's thinking, all right, uh, we'll bring this guy to the boss and uh, he'll know what to do with them while the bodyguard's like, let's just whack him now. He's here. The boss is going to be mad that we didn't whack him. Yeah, and she's like, no, you idiot. She's going to want to question him. Like, why is this guy dressed as Moon Knight dressed as Spider-Man? <laughs> right. When an, another random stripper gets in between the bodyguard and Snapdragon and kicks the bodyguard straight into the face um, and Mark Spector kind of just faints there and like yeah. goes out, <laughs> knocks out, and we come to see him wake up in this bedroom. Uh, at the foot of his bed is this beautiful stripper <laughs> sitting there and he's like, who are you? It's revealed that this person was undercover as a dancer. Okay. And this is Maya Lopez. No way. Echo. And he's like, oh, like, I've heard of you kind of. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I was I was an Avenger for like a day. <laughs> she said it was like, I was an Avenger for like 40 seconds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, we know Echo. She was in um, the Hawkeye series. That's She's, right. She was also technically the first Ronin. Oh, that's right. I wore, yeah. wore the costume first. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, she was kind of, uh, I think, used a lot by Bendis in, in his line of work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to learn about what's special about Echo. Again, she's uh, deaf, right? So she always tells Mark, like, look at me in the face when you talk because like, so I can read your lips. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, I, I, I realize this now. And um, so he was like saved by her. And she's kind of mad. It's like, you ruined like months of me working underground, undercover. And now all that's ruined because I had to save you. And she's like, what's going on? As she pulls out the Spider-Man mask. Yeah. Like, what are you even doing? <laughs> I thought you were Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. We see a little scene of Snapdragon talking to her boss. And we see this guy kind of looks like Victor- Victorian clothing, but mm-hmm. he's draped in shadow when we don't get a clear look of this guy. He's got a monocle. He's got a monocle. Cool monocle. Uh-huh. And um, so Snapdragon says, okay, I'll take care of this for you. I'm sorry. I let him go. Yeah. Let me organize a team for you to take him down. It's kind of alluding to this is the guy too that wanted the Ultron. Yes. Robot. That uh, did that thing to Mr. Hyde earlier. Right. It's the next day already and Mark Spector is driving around the Hollywood Hills in his nice little car. Again, he's like a rich producer now. And he's on the phone with Echo talking to Maya Lopez Saying like, sorry about last night and how awkward that was. Yeah, you had to save me. Blew your spot and all that. And he's saying like, so we're the only Avengers out here in the Mm -hmm. West Coast. We should team up. Like we should meet up later and kind of like coordinate our next move. Uh, because something big is happening. Yeah. And she's like weary, like, I don't even want to hang out with you. I think she knows who he is too. Yeah. And knows he's kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. So hesitant for sure. As um, Mark's like, well, he's also kind of flirting, right? Right. He's doing that. He's he's like, well, you can meet at uh, Pink's Hot Dogs in LA. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had those? And he even asked like, how are you... Uh, understand what i'm saying because you're deaf right we're on the phone right now yeah and she we come to see that she has like this little tv that 
writes out everything that Mark is saying on a screen and she's just reading off that. And so uh, Mark's not sure if they're going to meet up to possibly team up, but who knows? And he makes his way to the uh, this Hollywood studio where he's making a show again. Remember that? Uh, he's got a guy there, right? And I guess he hired this guy as, um, what do you call it? Like a consultant for the show? Right, yeah. But really, he wants him there to help him with his Moon Knight stuff. Yes. he. Uh, we've got a flashback from like three months ago where he hired this guy to, um, an ex-Shield guy, right. to not just make the fake little weaponry in his in his TV show, yeah. but to also make his Moon Knight equipment, all his Real like weaponry. armor, all his like little like weapons to fight with, the mask and everything. So this guy knows, he Mark revealed to him like, yeah, I'm Moon Knight. I'll need your help. And he can trust this guy. He's like former Shield. Um, even though it's like not written that he's Shield, he like figured out from his resume like just where he worked. Like, okay, you work for Shield, right? Yeah, I know your past. Yeah. So he hires him as like a consultant for the show, but really making him weapons and stuff, right? Very cool. Okay, he found a guy. There's even a flashback when this guy gets kidnapped by the villain Bullseye. Bullseye. And he's being tortured by Bullseye. And Bullseye's like, uh, I know you were for Mark Spector. Who is he really? What is he hiding, right? And, and the guy's like, I'll never tell you. And he's like, he's really like pressing on him. Like, who is he? Who is he, right? And then he's like, takes a second. And he's like, Mark, is that you? Like, and then it's, it's really Mark in a Bullseye costume. <laughs> okay. So Mark, uh, yeah, reveals. He's like, I had to make sure I could trust you, that you would yeah, keep my name to, to yourself. <laughs> And um, as he takes off um, the guy's uh, wraps, right, keeping him in the chair, and then um, the guy just like out of nowhere starts beating on Mark, like how the hell? Why would you do that? Keep me, <laughs> keep me down there, right? Does Mark just have every villain and hero's costume? Like, I, does he save them? I think that's why he went to Hollywood. I think he's like a cosplayer. <laughs> like he just wants the costumes. <laughs> but anyway, so that was like his audition, right? And yeah, he totally passed. Like mm-hmm. he. He can trust him with his identity. He, Mark, brought the Ultron head to this guy and is like, okay, can you give me the 411 on this thing? Is yeah. it legit? Who's after this? This guy, I think his name is Buck. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is real. It's part adamantium, part vibranium. So just having the two rarest metals, it's totally legit. For sure. And you can tell like inside there is the the brain of Ultron. It's just not connected to any power source or anything like that. So whoever is after this, like they're serious. Yeah. Right? We catch up now with Mark. Remember, he's at Pink's Hot Dogs yeah. waiting for, to meet up with Maya Lopez. And he's just chatting it up with Cap, Wolverine, and Spider-Man there. <laughs> and uh, Captain America's like, okay, we need to know what she knows. She needs to tell us everything. She knows something that we don't. Wolverine's like, we, we can't trust her. We should just be out in the field right now hunting yeah. this down, like taking the real lead right now. She doesn't know anything. And Spider's like, oh, she seems like a nice lady, <laughs> right? And what's happening now is Maya has actually gone and called the Avengers base in New York, right? Mm -hmm. And who answers is Carol Danvers. And she's like, oh, Carol, this is Maya. And Carol's like, uh, who? <laughs> How'd you get this number? Yeah, she's like, it's me, Echo. He's like, oh, Echo, yeah. And he's like, you forgot my real name. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Still kind of doesn't remember who she right, is. Right, right. And it's revealed, like, Maya was just asking about Moon Knight and Mark Spector. Is he an okay guy? Can I trust him? Carol's like, oh, he, he is crazy. Did you know that? Yeah. Right. 
Um, you know what's funny is like we get the shot of Avengers base and Spider-Man Wolverine are there right obviously <laughs> and they're just like watching TV right now hanging out and Carol Danvers asks the crew there is like has anyone here dated Mark Spector Moon Knight yeah. <laughs> like that's the question that she knows Maya's asking yeah exactly right. and so Maya and Mark do meet up here at that hot dog spot and um, they, they kind of, you know, feel the waters right now about each other. Uh, Maya now knows about Mark Spector and his whole backstory. And um, Mark's like, oh, it's pretty obvious. You don't trust people very easily, right? And when out of nowhere, this uh, guy in like a, a suit comes up and a bald head. Um, he's like, oh, you're uh, you're Maya Lopez, right? Because you're, you're, re- you're Echo. just recognizes him. Yeah. Or recognizes her. And he says, oh, that means you over there, you're Mark Spector. You're just not in your costume right now because yeah. you hang out a, a day ago. Yeah, because you're, you're Moon Knight. It's like, how does this guy, random guy, know them? Yeah. Their secret identities. And come to realize this guy's name is TikTok. And... <laughs> This is before the app. He's a star. Yeah, he's trending. His name is TikTok, and uh, he brought his his uh, villain crew there. The night shift. I've never heard of this group before. Me neither. Villain group. They look kind of cool. I think they're on the edgy side. There's one guy with like a, a red bandana on his face. There's a, a woman with like a straps to her body, like fights with like a, a ribbon or whatever. Yeah, there's the one like ninja woman. Right. And then there's like a big galoot kind of guy. It looks like even lower than sea level villains. Yes. I did, don't know this crew at all. They look like, um, like super villain monsters or something. <laughs> yeah. But this is the night shift, and uh, they they've appeared before, but very small appearance in the past. And they kind of go into action, try to fight these two out of nowhere as Mark Spector takes on the Wolverine persona and pulls out the claws. Yeah. I like you can tell who's like in control because the quote bubbles have different colors. Oh, yeah. So it's Wolverine. It's kind of like this yellow orange color. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like you, you can't hear it because it's a comic, but you can tell like he's talking like Wolverine. Like slight grizzle in his voice. Yeah. You can just imagine it, right? As he's like yelling out as he's swiping at these villains. Yeah. And those like fake claws that he made come out of his his uh, little gauntlet thing and he's like swiping at them while Maya is also attacking and then while he has a chance he throws on the the Moon Knight costume it's kind of funny he's changing clothes in the middle of the fight like taking off the yeah citizen clothes and then putting on his Moon Knight costume it's like he can't be that hero until he's in costume right right it's like Rorschach where it's like this is my face yeah right and he, he gets into performance as he fights off these villains as they they all pounce on them it's like six against two right Mm -hmm. but again you know these are like sea level villains uh the woman with like the ribbon costume pulls it out and is like flipping around like like she's like a ballet artist right right and the wolverine is in moon knight says like you know she's hypnotizing you right now and mark's like yeah i do know (laughs) he's like watching her he's in a daze like watching her like dance and everything uh, as she gets closer about to attack moon knight when of course maya pulls out a gun and just shoots the woman straight (laughs) down to the ground and the big galoot guy throws a punch straight into Mark's face. They're kind of like all beating up on Mark Spector now. He He's dressed as Moon Knight, but has the Wolverine claws still sticking out. Yeah. And eventually, uh, they're all kind of like taken down the, the night shift. But then they're swarmed by police. The cops circle around Maya and Mark as um, they're just stopped in their trails. 
And now there's like a conflict of personalities in Mark's head right now. Right. right? Um, Spidey's like, okay, you can't trust the cops, right? They kind of run, just Get out run, of here. leave. Right. They they're not good right now, right? They right. they don't like costume people, right? The Captain America in his head is like. Do what they say. Explain to them what's going on. You're an adventure. These guys are just doing their job. You don't need to hurt them. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like in his head, like they're both barking in his head, telling him what to do. And Moon Knight decides that, okay, I'll just let myself go in with the police and uh, just see it through. Yeah, I'll be. The, I'll let Captain America decide this one. Yes. So he like puts his hands up and goes with the cops and they like kind of like grab him and take him down. Like there's, they don't like these costume people. And Wolverine in his head does not like that. He's like, cut these bastards. Like, yeah. Break out of this right now. And Cap's like, no, they're people in uniform. They're just doing their jobs. When one of the cops pulls out a phone, he's like, okay, I'm going to take pictures of this and sell it for a lot of money right now. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, told you. Yeah. And then Moon Knight's like, okay, that's it. Never mind. And then he like jumps and like gets out of the cuffs and starts hitting the cops so that he can run away. And he gets perched up onto this little ledge watching them as uh, Maya is still getting arrested by the cops and Mark doesn't know what to do. Uh, Spidey's in his head like, oh, you got to go save her. Cap's like, she'll just get arrested. It's normal. And it's like yeah. all these different thoughts in his head fighting for attention. Maya is about to be arrested. Like she's getting put in the cop car. Instead, she knocks out one of the cops and then steals the cop car right, and drives away. And then Moon Knight sees this and he like swings over and like lands on the, the actual cop car that she stole and like jumps into it. There's an awesome shot of his moon cape, right? That's right. a classic shot of very wide, big white moon in the sky as he floats on down on top of her cop car. He gets in the car and then she's even like, I can't believe you just left me like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, making excuses like I knew you'd get out of there, right? And as they sneak into alleyway to let the cops uh, lose them, right? And they're like, "Okay, we can't trust the cops." Um, obviously, someone knows we're close because they sent the night shift after us. Yeah, maybe the cops too. Yeah, we we are all we have. Like, we, there's no other Avengers here. Like, we have to team up, right? And then there's kind of like she's kind of like thinking in her head, like, "Do I trust this guy or whatever?" So it's kind of like a silent moment there. So then he takes it the wrong way. Yeah, and he leans in and kisses her. <laughs> Maya's like, what are you doing? And there's like a full page of Maya just punching Mark in the face and like, like swing left and right as Mark goes tumbling to the ground. <laughs> and as she turns away down the alleyway on her own, Mark's like, oh, will you marry me? And he's thinking like, I'm saying this with her body turned, not looking at me. So how the heck is she going to hear this? Right. He's like in love with her now. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, enthralled, right? We catch up now with Buck as he's just chilling at a bar, but he gets a call from his boss, Mark Spector. And so Buck has to leave there and pick up uh, a beat up Mark Spector in his little uh, Jeep there. And it's like, this is how you get around. You call me up to drive you back home. Don't you have like some type of, I don't know, ship or whatever, some type of plane? Now we catch up with TikTok, that uh, bald headed suited guy that was the lead of the night shift, right? And again, he got also arrested by the police. And he gets a, a talking to by one of the detectives there. The detective's like, you know, I used to live in New York, but uh, I left there because I didn't like you costume folk, you super powered yeah. individuals. I hated you guys. TikTok's like, I, I don't really care. I don't really care about your opinion at all. <laughs> He's like <laughs> being very snarky here. And the cop's like, okay, I just need a name. Who hired you? Who's after this? 
and、uh, I'll let you pass. Just just let let you on go. Get walk on out the door. And TikTok, <laughs> he's about to give it up when in walks in his lawyer saying, "Stop! Don't give him anything."、Um, TikTok was just assaulted by two crazy maniacs, and he he should walk out here freely. As、um, the lawyer and TikTok walk on out of the police station, as the 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 cops like salty, just looking at them, thinking like, "Okay, well, someone, some his boss, the."、Yeah. TikTok's boss is making real move in LA here, and、um, the only one up for a battle here is Moon Knight. It's it's all on his shoulders, right? Like this person knows like that the cops can't do anything. These、uh, super powered guys are making a move. They're organizing. They're coming together. As、um, LA looks like it's in a dicey spot right now, right? And we're gonna leave it there.、Um, entice you guys with some type of villain making a move and.、Uh, I thought that was a pretty interesting book. I I, I really thought it was fun. Honestly, I thought、um, he's making Moon Knight this very obscure character. He's got some tries, some little runs here and there, but Bendis is making Mark Spector's character a little bit more relatable. I love how you can have Captain America, Spider Man, Wolverine in this book and not really have them in the book. Yeah, right. So it doesn't affect their continuity in the other comics. Sure, but still, you know, you're selling comic books with these characters in it. And、um, it's funny because like they're in Mark's head, and I think he also knows they're just in his head. Because like there are times where he's like they're all talking, and then Maya's approaching, so he's just like, "Okay, guys, get out of here," and they just vanish. Okay, like、so、they're like, like ghosts or whatever. Just yeah, get out he of here. knows they're in his head. He knows he's talking to nobody, but he wants to do it. Like that's how he thinks things through or something. It's like imaginary friends or something. Just、right. get on out of here. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of funny. But then there's times where he lets them in control of his actual body, where like he thinks he's Wolverine and he thinks he's good raging out. So let a different persona out there to to win the battle or whatever.、Yeah. That's interesting. I thought um I like it. Like I like these characters already. It does feel a bit of a like a a cheat because it's just it's just <laughs> now it's like an Avengers book almost, right? Yeah, but、bit. I mean like it's still a Moon Knight's book because it's his dilemma. Yeah, in yeah. His head of like who. Because I I do think he doesn't know how to be a superhero. Yeah. So he's like following the steps. Let me try Wolverine's way. Let me try Captain America's way. I think the character of like Mark Spector is super hard to write for. Yeah. If you went the original route with his just three other his two other character like personalities in there,、mm-hmm. it's like why did you limit me th- into this kind of weird scenario? This this yeah、uh, regular person that's a mercenary. There's this guy that's like a rich socialite, and then、yeah. there's this guy that's a taxi driver. I think we're gonna see that in the show too, and we're following.、Um, I think it's Grant. Is it Grant? I think so. Yeah. Where Mark Spector, the mercenary, is the character that the personality that he's not aware of,、oh. and he's finding like the the things that is left behind by Mark Spector's、so、like. You know, like fake passports and stuff like that. Right. So we're watching it through his eyes, and then it's like this whole secret world is unraveling onto him. Yeah, he's coming to realize it's there in his past. And then he has to like, I don't know how it is, which personality has control of Moon Knight, but he has to like. Almost like relinquish his abilities, so Moon Knight could take over. Right, the the hero, or、yeah. is it country that's just controlling his movements、sure. or his body, whatever、right. it is? Yeah,、uh, I'm curious about that. Like, who is which personality is in control when he's Moon Knight? Yeah, is it、exactly. Mark Spector, the one that's like, I think the one has more bravado than the Stephen Krantz? Yeah, or like the one that's like trained to fight. Right, that too. Have you read this book in the past already? I've not. No. Okay. I knew there was a twist about this with the Avengers as、uh-huh. the Person, other personalities, yeah, 
but uh i i thought it was it was fun it, i've come to realize bendis and malieve they're kind of main characters are kind of the same they're kind of just warping them into james bond almost <laughs> if you think about it they're just kind yeah. of debonair guys sure. that uh are skilled in combat I, I really enjoy this book. Um, I like seeing Mark Spector, Moon Knight, because he is, he's not an A-tier. No. He's not an Iron Man. He's not a Captain America. He's not a Spider-Man, right? So when he is doing stuff, there's a lot of times where he's messing up. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of times where like he's not ready. And unlike the show, like this Mark Spector wears a costume, whereas in the show, I think the costume is magical and it forms around him and stuff like that. Yeah. So that I'm interested in seeing how that, like it's very much more supernatural in the show, I think. I think so too. And I know Moon Knight can get there because in the other Moon Knight issue we did, like there's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Way more, like it's almost not existent existed in this it's just a street level guy yeah it's wearing a costume yeah where in the show you know you actually see Kanshu, you see like the other realm that he's in and um so i'm kind of interested to see that side of it i consider doing one of the older comics oh yeah like like uh the doug monk uh that's the writer for that book uh-huh. it it deals more with like the mythology and like wolf or werewolf i can yeah. uh symbolism or whatever uh-huh. all over the place Which i think it'll be a lot in the show i think so too so uh it is weird like this why is he tied to werewolves it's because it came from that comic uh-huh. but it's like did we have to keep that connection i don't know i mean uh, egypt it's not werewolves but then there's like those like dog oh figures like anubis Egyptian gods yeah that's true maybe that's some type of weird connection there they could play with that yeah um, Bushman is his like main villain. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if he's gonna make an appearance in the show. I think he is. Bushman wasn't he in Luke Cage season two? Uh, I'm not sure. I Maybe it was like was. Cottonmouth. There's like uh, I think Bushman was in season two. Really? Okay. Luke Cage. I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for the new show because okay. uh, I have my hesitations, but I just wanted more Moon Knight. <laughs> Well, okay, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Just snap judgment, uh, Oscar Isaac as all these characters. How do you feel? I I think he's not playing these characters almost. I think the show is warping it. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, It's its own thing. Like each character, I think, has a different personality from what they have in the comics, I actually think. Okay, well, we'll see. I'm still going to watch the show and... I'm very interested in how they take it from the comics to the screen. You said yourself that there sounds like there's some good reviews already for the show. Yeah. I'm honestly trying to wash that off of myself. Like, okay. Come you, up. You're a different, you have a different level of benchmark for it though. Yeah, I'm trying to have no expectations going into it. So I enjoy it. <laughs> okay. You know, if Wolverine's in the show with Spider-Man wow. and Captain America, I'm going to love it. So <laughs> fingers Boo. crossed. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Want to talk about side stories? Let's do it. Apple TV is what I've been putting my eyes on lately. All right. Um, I don't like much on Apple TV. Yeah. I, it's like the the platform that's not, we're not that, winning. They, <laughs> I think their quality is very high, but some of their stories for me, I'm just not interested in. So like, um, even though I know Ted Lasso is very popular, I can't get into it. I liked it. Uh, you were talking about Severance last week, right? Yeah, I gave up on that show. Why? It just, I just it, nothing happened. 
It's good. It's going on too long. But you know what? I am loving. Okay, let's hear it. This show on Apple TV called uh, Pachinko. Like the the machine? Yes. Oh, all right. Do you know the game Pachinko? Yeah, like a, it's like a gambling thing. Yes. It was, where is it probably in Japan? It is, yes. It's like these metal ball things that fall down like, uh, like, like Plinko. Right, like Plinko. It kind of looks like pinball a little bit because they're metal balls. Yeah, but like a vertical style. Right. It's falling down. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's just the name of the show. Uh, it's a very small part of the show. Is it? The real story of this series i've seen three episodes now the show's incredible really yeah um the it's beautiful the way it's shot and the storytelling and the acting is is top notch wow um i don't know any of the actors names because they're all japanese or korean you can't tell which one no um the show takes place in two timelines oh does it okay but it is connected through one family so um, the show starts off in 1915 wow. in Korea, but this in that time it was um, occupied by Japan. So like they're you know in charge of Korea right now, and the Koreans are very oppressed by the Japanese occupation. Yeah, okay. So that's one part of the show. It's uh, about the young girl growing up there named uh, Sunja. Oh. Um, oh, I hope you got that right. I I hope so too. I think I did. Okay. And then the second uh, story that's happening is in 1989. So it's about uh, her grandson, right? Oh, really? Uh, His name is Solomon. Um, This guy is, I think he's, I'm not sure exactly, but because he speaks Japanese and Korean and he pretty much grew up in Japan. I see. Okay. Um, Because I think a lot of Koreans end up migrating to Japan. Um, But he now is growing up in America, in New York. Oh, really? He's all over the place. Yeah. Okay. And he speaks like very good English. <laughs> I see. All right. Uh, he went to Yale, right? And oh, now wow. he works at this business, uh, I think a banking firm, right? Wow. Uh, or no, he works at um, a building development firm. So like they build buildings. Okay. Like the they have, they have the projects to build the buildings. Yeah. Right. They organize everything. And then um, one of their clients is a hotel that wants to build in this thing in Japan, a, like a huge hotel, right? Wow. But there's one lady that doesn't want to sell her property and everyone else has. That's where they want to build on that land. I see. All right. So he's like, I'll go there. I'll convince her to sell. And if I do, you make me partner pretty much. Right. He's trying to make a play. Yeah. All right. And then she is uh, a Korean woman living in Japan. Okay. And then he's like, I'll go there and I'll convince her. And then even the... The American guys, his bosses are like, I thought you were Korean, right? Oh. And he's like, yeah, but I, I uh, grew up in Japan or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So he, he goes here to Japan now to convince her, right? And it's very like conflicting ideologies of um, he really wants to prove himself as like, I'm a great businessman to the Americans, right? Right. So he's trying to like get this project off the ground. But then his grandmother who raised him uh, is very much like, you're forgetting your Korean heritage. The culture? Yeah. Uh, be- okay. Right. And he's very much like, times are different. Times have changed. You got to get over it. It's the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, I'm way more interested in the what now takes place in the 1920s. Oh, okay. Because uh, the first thing is 1915, but it's of the mom being pregnant with Sunja. Okay, there's a good jump to the 1920s. And she is born to like a very poor family, right? Um, And also they're oppressed by the Japanese that are there in Korea, right? Mm -hmm. 
she, I don't want to spoil the show too much, but it's definitely about like the the idea of the show is uh, kind of like perseverance, really, and like how no matter what problems face these people as a family the family must persevere okay so it sounds like the the grandson character yeah is kind of deviating from that because he's like out for himself a little bit trying to be a businessman yeah a little bit like a more capitalist mindset okay and the grandmother's storyline is enforcing that idea that it's about family kind of yeah okay all right um and like the sacrifices she had to make yeah maybe like no one else realizes how bad it was really yeah okay because you'll you'll see one scene where it's like um what what I'll call present time which is really 1989 okay I'll I'll say that most present yeah uh she'll like interact with her relatives and she'll act a certain way and you won't understand why and then and then we'll see what happened to her as a child and later as a as a like a teen right okay and what happened to her that was so traumatic that would force her to be this way kind of thing okay it's like um we don't know why grandma's racist we just let it be <laughs> it's it's not necessarily that <laughs> yeah um but yeah it, it's very touching i think it's I, I I tried to get into Korean drama and I couldn't but this one like hooked me right away this is the one yeah it's like this and squid game <laughs> <laughs> So like are they are they playing for a big pot of money? Is that what's going on? So uh the the grandson, right? Solomon. Yeah. His dad owns a pachinko, whatever you call that. Forgot totally forgot about that part. Yeah. Uh pachinko uh what do you what do you call it's it? It's like a arcade club. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. And you know, he's very proud of his son. He he works so hard at this like store to put his son send him to america send him to yale yale yeah and then get this like big time job right for sure but when the son goes back he's kind of like looking around and like his his the rest of his family still has to like live kind of like day by day really yeah he can't provide yet and no. he's not at that state that's no. why he's trying to be partner that's why he was like make me partner i gotta do it yeah okay so that's but, interesting too so it's yeah. like he is doing it for family at the end of the day yeah kind of yeah okay and then there's also this like secret other drama about this person, I think, I, I'm thinking it's his ex girlfriend or something Ooh. that just went missing. That's creepy. And then she's been missing for like six months or something. And then now that he's back in Asia, she's contacting him, but everyone thinks she's either dead or doesn't want to be found or something. And then he's like, tell me where you are so I could tell your family. He's like, no, I won't let you tell. So there's something going on there. Crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things going on. The different elements. Yeah. But the way it's shot is so beautiful because they'll transition from like, you know, buildings and skyscrapers and electronics to, you know, like 1920s Korea where they had no electricity, no cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, different they, settings. Yeah. And, you know, the their clothes are all different. I did see like one scene as you were watching it. I thought, oh, okay. Okay, I can see the it has beauty to it. Yeah, as a, as a it's shot like show. a movie. Yeah, yeah. So that's that Apple TV money. It's it's putting in work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they don't skimp on the production. No, yeah. Maybe not so much on their uh, storytelling. Sometimes, <laughs> I think they're trying to go for very different stories, and sometimes they're not good. Seeing what catches. Yeah, this one's good. Yeah, I think I actually was actually looking through the Apple TV like selections. Yeah, and I think I saw the 
Oscar nominated. I yeah. think this was on there. This that's deserves why was... awards. Okay. Pachinko. I think that's where I saw it. Yeah. Um, this is the cool thing about it because it is like occupied uh, Korea. The subtitles, because I'm watching it in, I'm watching it like in its regular language, Korean mostly. Okay. But then there's Japanese, right? So they'll speak Japanese. Yes. And then the son, he's kind of like a, a hybrid, like a mismatch. So like, you know how some people will speak like Spanglish where their sentence is like, Spanish and English put together. Right. Sometimes he'll speak in Korean and Japanese put together. Okay. So the subtitles I'm reading in English, Korean is in yellow and Japanese is in blue. And you could tell like, although the grandmother speaks Korean, so it's all yellow. Or like the businessman speaks in Japanese, so it's all blue. But then when he talks to his grandmother sometimes, sometimes in the same sentence, there's blue and yellow words. Wow. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Spanglish. There. Yeah. We do that in our household. Yeah. It's sure. not Anyone English. that's bilingual probably has mixed up sentences. Totally understands this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very creative in how they do it and how like you could see the soldiers, like the Japanese soldiers that are watching them will speak Japanese and, or yell at them in Japanese oh. and they're like I just I don't understand you the Koreans yeah right? it's a totally different language yeah and then there's characters that speak both and there's interesting idea it's very I highly recommend this wow wow like a mix match of the generational ideologies and then both sound like kind of dire times yeah I'm them. honestly like I'm not even explaining it well enough like you have to watch it really yeah I, I, what I want to get from it is like the beautiful cinematography your look of it it's like you're there really <laughs> i don't know how to explain it it's, like it's crisp it, i especially like the the older korea because you just see the land there's no you know buildings or signs in the way it's not what it's not a it's not a metropolitan yet no like you just see the farm that they live on or whatever or the fishing boats that they have it's countryside yeah it's just not what you see now Crazy. Wow. Okay. I also think that part of Korea and also Japan exists still. We just don't see that on TV as much. Sure. Yeah. That countryside. But man, wow. Okay. Both countries I'd want to travel to. Yeah. And, and then there's things that you know happen because we see the, the, what, like the future, the 1980s. But we don't know how it got to that yet. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? In, in the ancient time, not ancient, but previous time. <laughs> As they like kind As of- When she was like a child still. Okay. At so, some point they'll meet or whatever. Yeah. Or we'll see what happened. Like, cause like, I, I think they live in Japan now. So like, when does she move to Japan or something like that? Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like some people had to move at the time. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of um, Japanese men would marry Korean women and then take them back to Japan. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. Kinda, yeah. Okay. But you, I, you recommend it? Pachinko? Yeah. 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 On Apple TV. Yeah, it's it's like a 9 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. All right. As good as Squid Game? Um, Popularity-wise, probably not. But the acting... Mm, Squid Game is good. <laughs> it's like a different thing, right? It's just like American TV where shows are different, believe it or not. Squid Game had the elements of like, I want to see how it ends. Where this one, it's like... I, I'm watching the ending. You're savoring <laughs> What? I see what happens. You're like, savoring it? I'm watching the ending and the beginning at the same time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I wonder what happens in the middle. So <laughs> this is a show. I know this already. Catch up to the middle. Um, and, and what's also interesting, this is not a spoiler because, of course, she has children because she has a grandson. What? But, like, the mother of the grandson would be Sunja's daughter, right? Supposedly. Yeah. She dies uh, when he is very young. I see. So, we never even... I've never even seen her character yet. Is she, like... Is he raised by the grandmother? Like He's pretty mostly? much raised by the grandmother, yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, it's weird to see, like, her... We, we see our two stages, like, as a teen and as, like, 
whatever, 70 years old. Grandmother age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we don't see what happens in between yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pachinko. I'll, I'll get to it eventually, but... I think you should watch it immediately. Really? It's that good? <laughs> yeah. You're not even caught up. I'm caught up. Oh, really? There's only three episodes? There's only three episodes. So yeah. far? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's one of the... So Apple Pod, Apple does that where they do one yeah. a week? Yeah, Severance is one a week, right? That's true. That's true. Um, okay. But I uh, honestly, like, I want to rewatch the last episode because, like, I was on my phone sometimes, so I don't know everything because you have to read the subtitles. Yes. I've watched anime. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, well, Pachinko, that's more your recommendation. I'll get to that eventually. And the game. And the game? <laughs> oh, have you ever tried that? There's no way you've tried that before. I've tried versions of it, but not like a traditional. Really? What yeah. versions? There's a version uh, at Taco Bell where you what? drop a quarter into this thing. That's And if you right. catch it on a platform, you win a free soft taco. Yeah, I don't think that's Pachinko. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's Pataco. Patak. Well, uh, what I've... Well, still, for my side story, still playing Elden Ring. Okay. Honestly, have not made a dent. Have not really gone too far out. Because that's the type of game you need to like spend like hours at. Like like it's like bouts. Like you have to Ooh. be in there for like three hours at a time, and you get somewhere. In between the last episode and now, how many hours do you think you put in? I haven't put that much. I've maybe a total three hours. It should be longer. <laughs> sure. okay. Like like I'm watching streamers and they actually enjoy the game. Okay. It's because they sit there for hours and play the game. So right? you say you put three hours and have made zero progress. I've made progress. It's just I have. Not, I haven't beat the first boss yet okay, in the game. All right, all right. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's where my benchmark is. Mm. I tried to beat it yesterday. Still couldn't do it. But I, what I have to do is leave that area, go out, and like I basically have to grind it out, level up a bit, and improve my health bar and endurance bar, whatever, to are finally you, beat this guy. Are you close to beating him? I got him to like a fourth of his health. And okay. so when you get when the weaker he gets, the stronger he gets. Right? That's the formula for the game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how a lot of these work. But that's not really my side story. Okay. Um, my reason why I haven't spent too much time in, El I'll, I'll say that in Elden Ring, is because of this other one. I've, uh, not a new game, but there is a DLC for a game that I'm very, I like a lot. Mario Kart. Uh, it oh. got released fairly recently. There is a, a new maps, new courses you can play on Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. Okay. Um, and I've been, I've been like semi excited about this. I, when the day got released, I was like, should I buy it? Should I not? It's, it's some money I got to spend. I'm, I already have Elden Ring, but I was like, I love Mario Kart that much. I'll just, I'll just get it. I'll just get it. <laughs> I, you know, and, uh, I still got it. I still got it. What do you mean you still got I'm it? I'm really good at Mario Kart is what I'm what, trying what to say. What are you trying to say here? I am amazing at Mario Kart. Could you just stop beating around the bush and tell me what you want I'm to say? I'm freaking awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mario Kart. I've like I've liked every interpretation of it. Like I like the- I think I'm better than you. Get, no, Kart. that's not true. Uh, <laughs> Double Dash is the one that introduced me to the one I had, my GameCube. I still have it today. I'll, I'll plop it in every once in a while. And I'm, it's I'm not just, even the best Mario Kart. It is the best Mario Kart because there's two of you on one cart that it's, it's, it's double like a amount. It's like a cheating. Okay. Mm, no. And then uh, I think a couple of years ago, good amount of years ago, you somehow got yourself a Super Nintendo, and yeah. then that came with the old Mario Kart. The there. original. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got good at that, right? Because you had an. I don't I, know if you. I got, got good. amazing yeah. at it. That's the hardest one. It definitely. I'll say that it is the hardest one. It's like yeah. really hard. Um, it's just like the flatter it is, the harder it is to tell the depth. So it's just harder to play. Yeah. Right. It's like you're playing on paper. 
I was like looking at this like this is a joke that this was a game back like it's hard and it's fun but it's like it looks like it's you just, think you're good at Mario Kart and you're not even good at the first one I got good is what I'm saying it's just like it's so weird that they, this is supposed to be 3D this oh, is what you guys sorry, called 3D back then sorry get, get good video uh, game <laughs> developers of the 1920s <laughs> 1920s like I don't know you um, were playing pachinko back then right <laughs> that's how you play Mario Kart <laughs> Um, and then I we had like the, the DS version and 3DS version at some points. Those games were fun. I think that might be like one of the best ones. Those are pretty good. Yeah. 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 I, I think one of them was just a port of an older version or whatever. Uh-huh. The one I've never played was the... Uh, the best one. Mario Kart 64. Yes. Because I just... I think you... Did you own it when you had your 64? I think I might have owned it, but like towards the end. Oh, really? I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. Not playing it that much? Yeah. Okay. That's the one I didn't play because I just never had my chance to, but got to get my hands on it one day. Um, yeah. When do they introduce the blue shell? Because that's when I was like, this is not good anymore. I think it was Double Dash. I yeah, think. Exactly. <laughs> this is like, this is cheap now. That's not. It's not cheap. It's you have to persevere. It's, a, you the, made it's a, the moral of You made of some kind of cheap tool to even out the playing field. It's like... Just be faster and you'll have a chance. No, that's not it. When you're the top dog, when you're number one, you got to maneuver that and figure out how to beat that. Yeah, with a cheap blue shell. No, when you get blue shelled yourself, you have to get good and know how to handle these situations when they come at you. Because there's no skill involved with a blue shell. You just push the button and it goes. Right. But zero skill. That person in 12th place, they're not going to get to first. They're not the real competition. So when you you can't. You can when I have my blue shell. <laughs> Come on, when you when you it's it's to it's actually more to even out the playing field, right? Back, back in my day, all we had to worry about was lightning. Lightning, all right. Which is the best one. That line, lightning will uh, screw you today. Yeah, like it's still in the game. You gotta so time it. You gotta figure it out. Um, there's skill to it. There's a honestly, there's a bunch of more BS items than there were before. There's the bullet bill that's gonna get you in. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many things and the. the Plant chomping plant thing that could be annoying, yeah, yeah. But you, that's the thing. If you're gonna be first, you have to be able to beat these guys too, who are coming at you from it behind. It should be I'm in first because I'm a better racer. You should be better, yeah. Not uh, I got lucky with better items. No, because you're first place, you're not gonna get those items. And I, you gotta yeah, think. I'm still you, first. You gotta think. <laughs> you gotta think these through. Uh, that's how you become number one. Uh, but I'm so good, I can hit you with a coin. Hit <laughs> you with a coin? What? All I need is a banana peel, and I'll be it first. The, the banana peel is honestly the best item in the game. You don't know oh, that because sure. it's it's okay. it's it's a uh, uh, important to to staying up front. You don't mm. even know that it's your protection. It's your one singular uh, shield. Okay, or a shell? No. Well, okay, that that's also an option. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, what made me mad about this DLC, right? Yeah. They advertise it as 48 courses, 48 maps. You could totally... All right, it's coming at you. I was super excited to get all these maps. It feels like it's a brand new game. Yeah. What they didn't tell you is they're not releasing them all on day one. So how many did you I get? Got, I got eight out of the 48. So Wait, that's all so I have so far. Do you have to keep paying every time a new thing? No. I, I bought those other ones already, but they're not oh. out on day one. When are they coming out? It says by the end of 2023. Well, two years. Yeah. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. I don't know if I'm you're just going to dump the other 40 you're at once. You're not be playing these games anymore. I know. <laughs> they got you. They got me. <laughs> it's on the couch. You just got blue shelled. <sighs> 
I, anyways, I'll get good. Uh, I, I'm amazing already. It's just, I'm just so good. At, I feel like a Mario Kart god sometimes when I when I get first place playing this. You realize you're playing against the computer. Yeah, it's true. The computer lets you win. I like 200. I like... Okay. Oh, sheesh. All right. The truth is when I play online, I, I get humbled quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know like real good Mario Kart players. You know them? Yeah. All right. Like sure. they're constantly drifting. They're never looking straight. I do that. That's me. Nah, yeah, you know nah, me. That's nah, what you're talking about. Nah. You're no DK. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to. I also didn't have online. Never online. I'm gonna have to get good against players from Croatia or whatever against these people from different countries because yeah, they're, they're they're just amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I'm not that great of a Mario Kart player compared to these guys. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I can beat you. No. Uh, all right. I haven't tried the new courses yet. Is there any like standouts? Um, there's like a, another like ghost course that that was like oh, kind cool. of kind of hard. Yeah, the ghost courses are like the hardest ones. I think in the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, because they usually have the shortcuts, but it's like high risk, high reward. There's no like um railings on those maps. Yeah, I think this one's not like that. But the one in the Super Nintendo one was my most annoying one. Mm. Yeah. Also, to be honest, on the maps I already had, I didn't I didn't beat them all in a 200 yet. So I still there's <sighs> yeah, still more I feel to like do. You've mastered this game and. Yeah, I mean, you haven't even beat him in 200 I, I am the master. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Mario Kart's taking my attention away from Elden Ring. I got to get to more serious matters. I think you have time to beat it because they're not going to come out until <laughs> the end of next year. <laughs> That's true. But uh, it's, a, it's a nice little pause away from uh, getting beat up and in, in, uh, trying to beat Elden Ring, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Mario Kart, I, Mario, I Mario, Mario Kart's Kart still yet. fun. Yeah. Yeah. We should pull out the Switch and play each other. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Humble you. <laughs> okay. We'll see. I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm excited to watch Moon Knight. That's right. We better stop recording so we can watch it now. For sure. Uh, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast and tell your friends about it. Anyone that's interested in comic books or comic book shows or movies, they probably like this show. So uh, leave a review if you can and tell your friends. Yeah, you can also share us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow us there. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's talk there about all things comics. We'll be back with the Reader Copy Recap for Moon Knight on Monday and then a brand new episode on Wednesday of the regular show. But until then, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. All right. See you later, guys. See ya.